Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Is that your boat? Nah, working on it. That's not mine. It's a friend's. You have, you, have, you, have a, you have a bigger boat than that, huh? Let me come down and ride around on the boat with you. We could broadcast from the boat. You could do your show. I could do my show. And, and really, there would be no reason for me to leave. How about that? Was that your boat in the clip? Are you doing your show from that? You're the second guy to ask that uh, today. Um, I think that that's not, uh, but we're working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yo, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour two coming in hot. I was just informed that we do not have a Darren DuPont here at the top of hour two, but I'm quite certain, as is producer Clark, we will. Um, we are not on television today. Don't blame us. We're not on Game Plus TV. Found out just before. Apparently, we're preempted by pickleball today. So it hasn't been as bad as I thought. A lot of people have found us on YouTube Live or WQEE Radio. I do have to give Moose kudos for that. That was his whole deal when, uh, idea when we started this thing five years ago, that we would not just be on one platform. We'd be on multiple. So, yes, preempted by pickleball. Let's bring in uh, the Moose now. We got him. He was just recording another television show. So I appreciate you for doing that, uh, Moose. Um, I, I'm somewhat surprised, dude. And maybe I shouldn't be. How many people are interested in this college football discussion? And I think it's because it's as much a human interest story as a football story. But Jeff the Stamps fan has entered the chat. And he said, the football gods never intended Alabama to participate in the Rose Bowl. Well, maybe not, but they're in it. And what do we got here? Uh, from Allie, she says, uh, I mean, great movies come from true stories of sports teams overcoming the impossible. And let me break this all down. For those that don't know, and we got a lot of NHL stuff to get to, plus a preview of the Monday Nighter. But on Sunday, the 13-person selection committee, uh, committee for NCAA football, college football, picked the best four teams to play in semifinals and then the national championship. And they excluded a fifth, which was the Florida State Seminoles, which I've been hearing about all fall, of course. Remarkable story. You can make a movie about them. Went 13-0. and Lost their quarterback, Jordan Travis, with a broken leg. But they still managed to win with their second and third string quarterbacks to go 13-0 and win the conference championship, the ACC. But then they didn't get picked for the Final Four, and they're all upset. And we, Darren, did you notice we were just getting some steam oh, yeah. last hour, then we had to break to talk Canucks, which is fine. We, I didn't know. We didn't know. Clark didn't know. People were going to care. Why do they care so much, do you think? Oh, I know, because it's such a, a human interest story, um, because college football at the highest level is very mainstream. Um, I know it's niche when you get into some of these other teams and all the bowl games and all that. But at the high end, we all know who these teams are. We know the stories. Um, but it's interesting. And, and I got a question for Allie in Texas who watches this show. 
if Georgia had beat Alabama and they were undefeated and the SEC champions, I assume they would be number one. Now you'd be looking at Florida State and Texas. Would you put Texas ahead of Florida State? One lost team. They won their conference, though, but here's an undefeated Power Five champion in FSU. Would you put them ahead of Texas? So, like, it's, it's so much to talk about. Um, and it's just the way it played out, um, they ended up not leaving the SEC out when maybe they could have. Well, I'm pretty much ready to move on to hockey because I feel like everybody's talking about it. But as you said, people want to know what we think about it. So that's, that's enough, really. But Allie in Texarkana, she's got a lot of thoughts. She's, she's referred to the poll question today, which we should mention, is brought to you by Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And the poll question is, are you happy with the Final Four team selection? Washington, Texas, Alabama, and Michigan. Darren's team. And Allie writes that Alabama's mine. So I'm voting yeah. But Allie says the poll question's almost not a yes or no, though. LOL. I'm happy UT made it, but I feel really bad for Florida. Well, as you just said, your team might not get in, Allie. So you got, I think you got to vote a yes. And I think the bigger lesson to all of this is just these young kids learning that uh, life ain't fair. But I, I will say this because I do want to get I do want to get to the NHL, but Arlen Bruce wrote in here earlier with a really interesting. We have to understand times have changed and they're not going back. I've accepted it, but I feel like I'm the only one, Jerry, the only one. Arlen saying when we, when he went to school, college, they wanted to play in any bowl game, any bowl game, they were happy. But now it's if you're not in contention for the national championship, it's a slap in the face because Florida State's going to play Georgia here at the Orange Bowl. I think it's New Year's Eve. That might be the best damn game out of all of them. But the winner won't have the chance to win the national championship and the coveted Crystal Trophy. Are they getting too snobbish with what they're playing for at the end of the year? I think there's something to be said about that. There is something to be said about that. I'm with you. Um, and it's because of more teams. It's That part of it's going to get worse when you add 12 teams to the playoff because all the other bowl games won't matter as much. <laughs> The bowl games that you'll play and then the national championship will mean more. I think the bowl games mattered more when you only had two teams at the end of the year picked to go straight to the natty because then it was like, look, at there's one bowl game. We can't all play in it. There's a lot of good teams, maybe some other undefeated teams. Like you'd be looking at, you know, undefeated teams playing in other bowl games and not the natty. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I think it'll get a little bit worse, the snobbish nature of, it's, it's all or bust when it oh, comes yeah. to the natty. Of course it is. And by the way, John Ohm, Ohm says 13, pick, uh, 13 people to pick the teams to play. Say what? How do you get on this panel? Wowzers. Well, it's athletic directors, I think school presidents, whatever. Here we are again. It's like um, officiating sitting here bitching about politics in sport. It's always going to be there. I'm ready to move on. By the way, I cut myself on the, one of these cans, ripping the no. tail off it. After the 
after the roughly one million and seven beer cans I've crushed in my life. First time I cut myself. The yeah, sober weird. one gets you. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Uh, about Jay that? in Winnipeg, thank you for, for bringing us back into reality. Jay says, the only bowl that matters is the Kachuk Bowl, which I got to say one week ago tonight, the Florida Panthers in the Kachuk Bowl in Ottawa won 5 nothing. Thank you for the injection of sanity, Jay. And there is Jets news. Yes, they've signed Nino Nina Ryder to an extension, so that is big. But this is what I do not understand. Um, Fake Gainer wrote in and said they should have a fighting competition in the All-Star game in the NHL. Well, of course I think they should do that. They should have always done that. But I want to tell you a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that Darren came down to visit, but one thing I've realized here is you can stay a week, even two weeks. You don't really get into what it's like. You go to the tourist things. You do the fun things. But it's not yeah. like my club sitting around the other night last Thursday, and my guy Mitch, he's from New Jersey, doesn't know whether a hockey puck is chocolate or rubber. And he's like, hey. And he's a huge sports fan, and I love it. He is cool as hell. He loves Goldie, my Jeep. He loves Goldie so much. But he was like, hey, what about this thing that happened the other night in uh, Ottawa? What happened there? with, the, with the, something that, that had never happened before? And I'm like, well, yeah, they kicked everybody out of the game. They gave everybody on the ice 10-minute misconducts. And because there was less than 10 minutes left in the game, they all had to go. They said it wasn't really a big deal because, as an NHL scout pointed out to me, there was only one fight. There was only one fight out of that, a whole fracas. And then he kind of looked at me like he felt dumb for bringing it up. And I'm like, no, 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 it's a big deal, but not as big a deal as you think. And I sit here, Darren, and i got to be honest with you. The morning after the Kachuk Bowl in Ottawa, we talked about it last week, my phone blew up with all these friends of mine now in South Florida. I've been here long enough. They're all excited about what happened in Ottawa, this melee. And I'm like, I don't understand. Because I'm kidding. i got a point. I hope you're following. I hope everybody's following. I'm getting a lot of questions and opportunities now in the sports world to go back and work for teams, play by play. And I'm like, no, no, no. My past lives killed it. It killed the fun because, Darren, I was always the one cranking the hype machine. I wanted fights. I wanted to get people talking. Hype sells. But I was always the one on the carpet Monday morning. Rod, what are you doing? Rod, why'd you say this? Rod, why are you promoting fighting? Why are you doing it? And it, 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 it was no fun. And they completely zapped the fun out of that job. And I, sometimes I think now, looking, I wasn't the problem. The idiots that were sitting on the other side of the desk were the problem. But I, that is, that, 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 the hype is what people want. I still haven't, I don't know even know what the point is, but that's what people remember. Don't you want that? I still haven't quite figured that out. Sorry. Um, do you have any thoughts before I completely turn it around? No. Um, I, I mean, manufactured hype versus promoting something negative. Um, I think there's a difference, right? I mean, you yeah. don't necessarily promote people getting smashed in the face and having CTE and, and all of those things, but yet the fighting um, creates a ton of hype and gets people out of their seats, or it did anyways, right? And now it when a melee like that happens in uh, between Ottawa and Florida, you're kind of like, oh, my God, what could break loose? And nothing happened. Everybody was yeah. fine. 
right? But it was still exciting. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Yes. And the thing is, is Reinbold next segment or segment three, Clark, just so I know. He's okay. I'll try and be fast here. I can't argue with those people, the anti-fighting people, because look around these Panthers games. Every game's sold out. So yeah. we don't need fighting to sell tickets. I'm not even saying I was right. What I'm saying is I lost. Leave me alone. <laughs> Similar to the CFL um, merging with the XFL. I wanted it to happen. I was wrong. So leave me alone. And for the most part, people have left me alone on that. Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, by the way, that's my complaint about sober carpenter beer. Their cans are hard to open. I need a knife to open them most of the time. I haven't had that problem. But again, pulling a tab off today, I cut myself. And I'm bleeding, which has made it very difficult for me to open the, uh, uh, the uh, pull them off. Hey, Moose, I, didn't, I wanted to get to this with you. We got time here to do it. You let me know the second, though, please, that Reinbold logs in, Clark. I know you will. TSN's NHL pop. Oh, has he? Oh, I'm sorry. He's been logged in for a while. My bad. TSN's. Okay. TSN's NHL power rankings are these. I'm a little surprised. And I wonder who they got to do this. Probably my guy, O-Dog. Probably Noodles. Probably Dave Poulin, who, namaste, I just, we seem to connect on a cool level. But they're all wrong, I think. On this overreaction Monday, Darren, they got the LA Kings one, the New York Rangers two, the Vegas Golden Knights three, the Detroit Red Wings four, the Vancouver Canucks five, Carolina Hurricanes six, Boston Bruins, seven, and I stopped writing him down after that. But out of all of that, my overreaction Monday is this. The Detroit Red Wings are Stanley Cup contenders now in the Atlantic Division. They came out of nowhere. Would you be drafting wings in your playoff draft or laying a little change down on them at the Bet, Ring, uh, Bet Regal Futures window? I, I might put some money on them as a team, as a long shot. I'd still consider them long shots. I don't know that I'd consider them Stanley Cup contenders or favorites yet. But I've been telling you, man, you haven't had L.A. in your top five. And I've been saying every week that L.A. No. should be right there. And um, you know, I still think the Rangers are number one. They won eight of ten, you know, um, three in a row. I think L or the Rangers are still ahead of of the LA Kings in terms of the top teams in the league. But man, a lot of those teams, Carolina's playing well again. Stars are playing well. Um, you know, but don't look now. Colorado's dropped three in a row. Um, so it's fun to follow this uh, ebbs and flows of the season. Hey, by the way, we're going to break here right now. Other than to say John Ohm in Winnipeg um, says, speaking of the NHL All-Star game, I sure hope the Rod Squad can get live reports from Moose like you did at the Grey Cup this year. That was awesome. Can you get on that right now? And I'll tell you who you need to talk to. His name's Jeff at the NHL. And Moose, we got to have you there. We broadcast live from the NHL All-Star Game last year. It was here in South Florida. It's going to be in Toronto. It's in only two months' time, Moose. We can't have you dropping the puck on that. 
We got to uh, we got to make that happen. Okay, I don't even know. Maybe that's been on your radar. I know we haven't talked about it. That's something that has to happen. Let's so talk if you about it. Come back Let's later. make it happen. Yeah, if you want to come, if you want to come back later, you can. If not, shalom. But thank you. Thank you, Coach Reinbold, Europe's coach. How about that? America's coach is Ditka. Europe's coach is Jeff Reinbold. He joins us next. The coaching legend from Sky Sports. We are not on Game Plus television today. But we are on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, and of course the streams, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Broadcasting live from South Florida, hockey, football, football, hockey. That's what we do here. Hey, the Cincinnati Bengals will try to get back to the 500 mark with a victory tonight in Jacksonville. It's the first meeting between the two teams in over two years. The five and six Bengals are last in the NFL in rushing. The Jags have the 10th ranked defense. The interplay at eight and three. A win tonight makes them the number one seed in the AFC. Talking ball, let's bring in Europe's coach. Jeff Reinbold from Europe. How do you like that, Coach? I like the ring of that. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. I like it too, Rod. Hey, uh, how come we're not on TV today? <laughs> Stop! Don't ask that? them. Ask the network. That's what I'd like to know. We get all the complaints. I'm like, call them. I know you're teed up. You're a funny guy, um, Jeff. Uh, I just had yeah. had to do that. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, you're good. Listen, I got to say this. People got to see your personality. You're over there in England. Are you on a Christmas lights tour or are you there for football? All I see from your social media no. is all these Christmas lights photos from all over. No, we, we're doing football. I'll tell you what. And man, oh, man, did we have good games. Yet. This, thing's get, this thing's starting to clear itself up. It's not as muddy as it was two weeks ago. But I'm, I'm going to say this, Rod. The battles, I think, are really more for the wild card spots than they are for the you know division titles because I think the, the divisions are starting to separate. Yeah, but I'm sitting here, Cowboys guy, nine and three, going, how? Are, well, I know why we're in a wild card spot because the Eagles are in the division. But um, <clears throat> do you have any generalities or predictions? Like this is pretty wild. You can't really make a prediction how this is going to end the next few weeks. No, I, I don't. I don't think the Cowboys are out of it. And as long as Dak keeps playing the way he's playing, and and I said all the way back at you know after the first quarter of the season when you could see that Pollard was going to be you know that guy and that they had depth at running back and you know the the receiving core. C.D. Lamb has been really really good, but that defense is maybe as good as there is in the league. So I I, I thought the Cowboys will go as far as Dak takes them, and I've been 
pumping my brakes on the Cowboys for 20 years because it just seems like if you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan, you get all the hype and all of it, and then all of a sudden you get all the letdown. But they really have played well. They played well down the stretch. And, you know, there's there are very few weaknesses on that football team. And there's no, uh, there's no team in the league right now, in my opinion, that's the perfect team. Um, so I think the Cowboys have a tremendous opportunity in front of them. Well, how about this? I saw pundits say, and I can't disagree, the weakness on the Cowboys is Mike McCarthy. How do you answer you that? You know what? Everybody, I, I, here's, here's how I would answer it, right? When you look, Kellen Moore was the golden child, right? And Kellen Moore, you know, did a great job when he was a coordinator there, and there was talk about him being a head coach and all of it, right? And when he left and Mike took over the offense, what has happened with the quarterback? All of a sudden now, a guy that threw a ton of interceptions last year is, is protecting the ball. He's making all the throws, better decisions. There's more balance in the offense. I think all of those things. And I think the fact that he's got, Mike McCarthy's got Dan Quinn with that defense. Dan Quinn's a head coach in the National Football League without the title. Because you see the way that that defense plays, the way that they, you know, the way that they react to him. Um, I really think that the Cowboys, those are the reasons why, for the first time in a long, long time, I'm kind of bullish on the Cowboys. Because we saw last night with Philadelphia that they're not a perfect football team. And they struggle at times throwing the football. You can run the ball on the edges on them. And, you know, so, again, the Cowboys, if they can continue to play the way they're playing, they have every bit of a right to think that they can win that division yet. I really, I really truly believe that. Well, wouldn't that be something? I hope that you're right. And, you know, with the Eagles, they survived the scare against the Bills. But the 49ers, I, I would would be saying expose them is that too harsh of a term no i don't I, I you know i think in some ways yes in other ways no I, I you know the the eagles had gotten on that streak where i think it was four in a row they've been behind at halftime and came back and won and there's positives and negatives in that that's not a habit you want to get in but it does it does show your resiliency you know it does show the kind of quarterback that you have uh, but again I just really, I really truly believe that uh, when it's all said and done, that this thing is going to really, really sort itself out. And I think that, you know, when you look at the NFC North, for example, Detroit's, you know, not in control. I've seen too much of the old Jared Goff this season, as opposed to the one that, you know, early in the year was so hot. A couple weeks ago, he was really bad. And uh, through, you know, again, look, had that look on his face that he had when he was in St. Louis and Los Angeles with the Rams, like the game was too big for him. Although he did a great job. He bounced back last night against New Orleans. So um, Atlanta is the best of a bad division in the South. And, and uh, I think if you look at the most complete team in the NFC, you got to say it's San Francisco because when they're healthy, you know, they got the best tight end in football. They got the best fullback in football. They got two great receivers in Ayuk and, and Debo, the best left tackle in football. And Brock Purdy, you can say whatever you want about him and where he's drafted and all those easy stories, all that low-hanging fruit when you're a media guy and that's all you want to talk about. How about talking about the guy that's leading the league in about eight different quarterback categories? And, you know, 
Who cares where he was drafted? How is that relevant? That was two years ago, right? You know, and it's, hey, I say this to our friend. players in, in, yeah. uh, in the CF, Rod. Yep. No, no, go ahead. You say it to your players. What do you say? I say to our players in the CFL, I say, the easiest thing to get in pro football is a label. The hardest thing to, to lose is that label. And somehow he's labeled as a, you know, a, a system quarterback. Now, look at the game. Watch the tape. See the throw, right? The things that Shanahan has him do. And the amount of information he's got to process and the throws with his, you know, is where he comes away from the center with his back to the, you know, to the secondary. So he's got to make his read as he comes off of a play action fake. That's not easy. And only somebody who doesn't really know the game would say, oh, he, it, those are all easy throws. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's, it's not even close. Yes, he throws the ball inside better than throwing the ball on the perimeter. But that's about three quarters of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yeah, I'll tell you something about those labels, though. The good thing about them is they, they're what gets you out of bed in the morning to dispel the haters and that kind of thing. So I, I, I flipped it, and I look at it as a good thing. But I got to say this. The Dolphins are 9-3 and three for the first time in over 20 years, and I, I feel that you're a jewel having the ability to ask you these questions. How do you feel about that criticism the Cowboys get and the Dolphins? Yeah, you can beat teams with a losing record, but you can't beat the good teams. What do you say to that? Well, the last time I checked, Rod, you have to play the schedule that the league gives you. I mean, so you try and be one and zero this week. I mean, that's what it's all about. And you know, you can you can find the flaws in every single team in in the league. I don't care who you're talking about. There, you can you can create your own narrative if you want. They can't do this. They can't do that. I mean, how long did we have to? Do you think two is good enough now? I mean, yeah, I think he's good oh. enough. But I thought he was good enough two years ago. It's it's sometimes we in this world that we live in where it's all about clicks and it's all about, you know, shock journalism or, you know, hot takes and all that. It's it's frustrating because, you know, that that kid's been an accurate passer and he he does have some things, physical things that you would like to have better. You'd like him bigger. You'd like him stronger. You'd like him, you know, more physical, probably. But I'm going to tell you something. He is accurate with the football. He knows where to go with it, and he is, for a Mike McDaniel, he is exactly what he wants, a decision-maker who's accurate with the ball. Yeah. Well, he has stayed healthy for the first time ever this year, too, <laughs> and that helps. I got to ask you this. Arlen yep, Bruce wrote in with a question earlier. I, A.B. had this regarding the college football playoff. I've allotted, allotted some time here for you to get into this. A.B. goes, when I played college, okay. we just wanted to go to a bowl game. A.B. goes, when my, he goes, we just wanted to go to a bowl game. There's too much emphasis now on the natty, on the national championship. Does he have a point in saying, like, this furor with FSU, I wonder where you stand on that. And of the, of the bowl games, he called it a slap in the face if you're not in the top four playing for the crystal ball. Well, I think, you know, college football's changed so much, Rod, from even the time that, that A.B. played. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, when I was a kid growing up, there was one team in the Big Ten that went to a bowl game, and you went to the Rose Bowl, and that's the only bowl game you could go to, and that was the only team that could go was the conference championship, you know, the mm -hmm. conference champion. Well, 
it's it's so different now with this proliferation of bowl games and and that's good i think because it's more football and you know obviously espn needs the programming they're the ones that run the bowl system um i've been in you know i've been in the belt bowl and i've been in the sugar bowl and i'm i'm gonna say this that for the players and for the fans and for all of it the opportunity to play one more time to be together one more time to to represent your school to do all of those things i've never had a bo- bad bowl experience and i think i've been to 12 of them so uh hmm. i think that what has happened though rod is there's now more and more two classes of citizens in college football there's the top 30 or 40 teams and then there's everybody else because there's 131 division or 132 division one programs well it's hard to compare the university of louisiana monroe to lsu but they're both division one programs their budgets are completely different their aspirations are completely different all of it so for the big guys yeah i'm sure that's the way it is if you can't make it to play for the little gla- for the glass trophy then you know it's a disappointing year but um you know again it's it's never going to be a perfect system because you know there's some teams that that are not going to play for it this year that certainly are have an argument florida state has an argument georgia has an argument you know so uh, ohio state has an argument and and uh it's just the way it is we only have four, there are only four spots the way it's right now and uh Again, where also I think this is leading us to is you, you hear about style points now, right? It's like diving in the Olympics. You got you, know, you want to do a tougher dive so you can get more points. Well, you got to drill somebody out. Like you saw Texas, I think was in the, their next to the last game or last game they played Texas Tech and they beat them fifty-seven to seven, I think it was fifty points. They beat. Them. And why did they, you know, wear them out like that? because they knew that they were going to be in a battle to get one of those four spots and they needed style points and style points come by lopsided victories. I listen, I am Canadian. I'm a Canadian football fan. I'm not insulting anybody by saying this. Canadians wouldn't understand it. I've been down here two years. It's taken me that long to just get my head around this. Yeah, you won, but you didn't win by enough. I hear it in the media. Dan Patrick saying that about teams. You know, like I said, what are you talking? I thought the idea was to win. You just explained why that's not enough. No, it isn't. And, you know, if you look at it, in my opinion, if you look at it, of the four teams that are in the playoffs, you know, Michigan, what, I mean, they beat Ohio State. But the Big Ten isn't exactly the best conference in the nation. And, you know, Florida State's in the ACC. I'd put the ACC up there with the Big Ten this year, and and they were undefeated. And you know, then there's the issue with the quarterback, and because the quarterback's not healthy, you know, that, you know that's the excuse they can use. But obviously, Florida State has every reason, and Mike Norvell has done a fantastic job because he took over a mess when he got it, and he's done a fantastic job of building that program back to Bobby Bowden standard. How should they feel, Jeff? How should the Seminoles feel? Well, I'm sure they're disappointed. Obviously, they're disappointed because it's a, not, a, you know, it, it hurts in a lot of ways, right? Your competitive side hurts because you want to compete to be a champion, right? That's what you play the game for. Now, 
from a monetary standpoint, I mean, that's a huge, huge financial windfall for the school, the school. I'm not talking about the football team. I'm talking about the school because those they those schools benefit the entire you know school benefits from a, a game like that, an opportunity like that. And then from a recruiting standpoint, because every kid thinks he's going to the NFL and every kid thinks he's going to go to a, you know, a, a BCS school and start his first year. And so, you know, it, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons to be disappointed other than just the competitive part. Yeah, I got you. Well, I'm just, I'm a little with you. You mentioned Michigan. I'm sitting here going, how come Washington's getting a pass? Everybody's all over Texas and Alabama, why they're in. I'm like, what about these other two teams? But it, 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 it's endless yeah, I mean, discussion. Endless. Well, yeah, and it can't, and it's, that's part of the beauty of it, though, in its, in its own kind of, you know, strange way, I guess. It's, you know, it gives us more to talk about, more to chew on, because you can now say, okay, let's compare the ACC to the Pac-12. Well, who was in the Pac-12? You had a good Oregon State team. You had a good offense at USC. It couldn't play. Oregon was a good football team, and the rest were just okay, right? Well, then you go to the ACC, and you got Miami, who underachieved, and, and Clemson underachieved, and Pitt had a bad year, and so was it a down year in the ACC? So how do you grade that? There's just it's 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 an imperfect it's an imperfect science done by imperfect people, so it's going to be imperfect. <laughs> Yeah, and guys slitting throats, I'm sure, to get on that 13-man selection committee. You know, to say that they're on it. Uh, there's, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what, Rod. There is an unbelievable piece out on YouTube where Mike Lee, you know, they should put his bust at, at Mount Rushmore because he was a national treasure. And he talks about what it's like or, and the people that are on that committee, people who, you know, their biggest, uh, I guess, their their reason for being on the committee because they're a rich fan or whatever. You know, it's just like, what's your, you know, what are the qualifications to be on that committee? You know, to make that decision. And you know, you're making a decision when you're when you choose to shut a team out like they did Florida State, like they did Georgia. You're not only, like I said, breaking the hearts of all those players that that maybe this is their last chance to win a national championship, but you know, you're you're creating a huge huge problem for the school in terms of you know the financial part of it is so important and how you're going to budget for next year and you know all of it so and the conferences because it all you know it kind of all flows downhill when you go to like when we went to the bcs game when i was at hawaii we went to the sugar bowl and played georgia one year and um it it got it made for the school rod 24 million dollars right now that's the general fund of the school that's not the athletic department and then every school in our con every school in our conference, you know, Boise State, New Mexico State, Louisiana Tech, every one of those other schools in our conference, they got bowl revenue from that too. So there's a reason for everybody in the ACC to want Florida State in that, right? Because they're gonna they're gonna share in that revenue. We could go on for days, and a lot are. Uh, coach, thanks. Europe's coach, that's probably just for today. I like it. But keep doing what you do. Enjoy <laughs> following you over here. Enjoy the games. We'll chat with you next week. All right, Rod. Take care. Appreciate you.
Appreciate you. CFL uh, coaching, just coaching legend overall, Jeff Reinbold from Sky Sports repping today. We'll be back with a sports update and audience takeover when we return. No Game Plus TV today, but we are on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Welcome back, everybody. It's just us, I'm guessing, until the top of the hour, until the end of the show today. So now is the perfect time to get in your questions and comments. 902-518-3033. No moose here to distract us. Sober Carpenter text line is open. 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Delicious going down. Cut you when you try and rip the tabs off. Ask for it by name at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store. People just, I, I was, I'm very surprised. Very surprised, Jerry, at the amount of excitement our audience has with this college football story. Tank Abbott is watching in the Energy City, and he says, 13-0 and should get you in. You play to win the games. You don't play to just play it. Classic Herm Edwards. Oh, man, I don't know that there's any winnable side to this. Yeah, they fought like hell to go 13-0 and and win a conference championship. But now your quarterback's hurt. You're not one of the four best teams left in the country. Even you would have to admit that. And they might. And as Coach Reinbold said, that's the beauty of it all. We're all talking about it for hours. The other leagues just would be dying to have this type of hype and talk. And that's a fact, Jack. Allie in Tex Arcana says, I wouldn't want that job personally. She's talking about being on the 13-person selection committee of who is the final four teams. Yeah, but that's Allie because you don't have a huge ego. Please don't get me started on the types of persons that these positions attract. You didn't get me started. I got myself started. Mm. So they can run around and tell their buddies that they're on this committee and we screwed FSU. I know a lot of those people. They're sick. Hey, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. injecting some commentary from what we said earlier today, similar to officiating. Wayne says it will always be an imperfect system because it's run by human beings, LOL. Uh, yeah, but that's to admit they made a mistake. They're not saying they made a mistake. This is, this is about ego. Anyways, to the sports update. 902-518-3033. Holy smokes. This is going to go fast. So if you have comments, get them in now. 902-518-3033. Um, Clark, if you are bored and you want to uh, pull up a picture here, Jeff the Stamps fan has sent us a picture on the... 902 line. He goes, good morning all. On Saturday, I went to the Stampeders locker room sale and added the truth and reconciliation helmet to my collection. <clears throat> so that photo's there. I don't know if you want to get it, Clark. Tell me if you do. 
And we can. This is Jeff of Stamps fans' collection of Stampeders helmets. And to be honest, yeah, he's gonna get it and show the world. To be honest, that logo is really cool. What they did with the truth and reconciliation thing with various CFL teams. Did the Riders do something on that? I, Edmonton did for sure. They had really cool helmets. I don't recall the Riders. I'm sure they did, but I just don't remember seeing it. These locker room sales remind me of a story, and not a real good one. Another reason why I get in trouble all the time. Riders had a locker room sale. Here's the photo. Jeff the Stamps fan, thanks for sending. That's his Stampeders collection of helmets, and the top one on the left is the Truth and Reconciliation helmet. Uh, sorry, back left. Uh, I guess it's up against the window. My eyes are bad. Yeah, it's the one against the window to the left. It's the anniversary one the other way. You got a lot of helmets there, Jeff. Anyways, Riders had a locker room sale. And if you can believe, this is back in the old place, Taylor Field. They were selling pants, football pants. So, of course, I'm standing by the rack. They're selling game-worn gear. And I said, pants? Guys pee in those. Store manager said, Roddy! And then they didn't sell any. And the people that were looking at them dropped them on the floor. Well, they did. You might have wanted to tell people that the players pee in these. In you go. Another meeting, catching hell. Uh, Wayne of Victoria, B.C. says, it has already been a fast almost two hours. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is the one thing you'll never hear about this show. You don't hear a lot of criticism. You don't. But one thing you will not hear is that it drags. It does not drag. And I will say this. I don't want to go back to working for one team. I mean, I may, but I don't want to. I love the ability to talk about various leagues, various teams. This is fun today. It's been fun with the college football talk. It's new. It's not boring. Sports update. There are two Canadian NHL teams in action tonight, both on home ice. The Montreal Canadiens take on the Seattle Kraken, and the Winnipeg Jets face the Carolina Hurricanes. There are four other games. The Western Conference-leading Vegas Golden Knights entertain St. Louis in the late game. That reminds me, Blues at Vegas, the Golden Knights, four years ago, it was pre-COVID, four or five years ago, called me up, true story, said, pick some games, come on down, we would like to host you at some games here. And they did. In the team hotel, my brother came with me. The Blues were there and the Islanders in the two games. My brother will be mad if I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's probably not watching. He goes, I want to borrow some of your clothes. I said, what do you want to borrow my clothes for? And he goes, well, you know me. All I got is Wranglers and sweats. I said, bring them. Who cares? Be you. We're all about being you. So he didn't bring sweatpants. He wasn't laying on the couch, but he wore his Wranglers and his big belt buckle and his boots. And uh, the Golden Knights loved him. And we went to the practice facility. What's reminding me about this is that the Blues are there, obviously. The Golden Knights won that night 2 nothing. But we went to the practice facility, and the Golden Knights people were like, he's a real cowboy. Yeah, they exist. The NBA in-season tournament quarterfinals begin tonight with a pair of games. Boston visits Indiana, and Sacramento is home to New Orleans. The other quarterfinals are set for Tuesday. 
The Lakers will meet Phoenix, and New York takes on Milwaukee. The Toronto Raptors are back in action Wednesday against the Miami Heat. Where's that game? Oh, can't go to it anyways. It's bobblehead night. Aaron Eckblad bobblehead night at the bank. The sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, silent night. From legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral thrill-a-minute storytelling. Let's see if the Golden Girl will come with me to that. It's got me sold. And also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Overtime's next. Get all your comments out, and we'll read them after this pause. Not on Game Plus Television, but on the radio, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This one's going to fly by, too. I know it, because time flies when you're having fun, and that's exactly what we've been doing today. You're going to see when the camera comes on me that it's uh, it's a hot one. Doggy, the sun just came up from behind a cloud, and I'm still and will always, I think, operate on the Celsius clock, Celsius scale, temperature, whatever you want to say. Thank you. 32 degrees Celsius yesterday, I think 31 today. Not complaining. Hot in the sun, I'll tell you that for free. Um, Overtime is brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes, where skill and fun collide an amusement park for hockey enthusiasts. Have you booked your Christmas party yet? If not, it's going to be 10 hard laps. Just info, uh, email info at overtime hl.ca that's what it is right randy or look them up 28th street northeast in calgary come on in from all over southern alberta if you're in calgary for a tournament if you're in calgary for business visiting friends or family just check out overtime hockey lanes there's nothing like it there's nothing like it that i've ever seen it's like top golf but for hockey sold you yet um john ohm um, says the Winnipeg Jets need to improve that face-off stat. My only complaint, Rod, and then he gave a goofy emoji. And uh, all I'm saying, John's a very upbeat guy. John Ohm from Winnipeg. Um, he don't need a lot of help, I don't think, with being happy, and he sure doesn't with energy. 
all I'm saying is I did watch that Jets Blackhawks game. I, you know, I saw John writing in here earlier that he saw Connor Bedard in person close up. While we have a minute, <clears throat> some, t- tell me why the Jets owner climbed on the Blackhawks bus to personally address Bedard. Is that true? Did you hear anything about that, Clark? That Mark Chipman, the Jets owner, got on the Blackhawks bus? Yeah, me either. I'm about at the end of my rope with this one Instagram account that I saw that, but there's no link to the story. It would not surprise me that an owner got on the bus thinking that's their domain, which it isn't, of the other team. But if so, I'd love to know if that was true. Anyways, with regards to the Jets needing to improve their face-off stat, you don't need to laugh at that or... Feel sheepish if that's it. All I'm saying, if you want to be happy with your team and in life, stop looking for things that need to improve and look at things that you're happy about. And I'm not saying you're doing that with the Jets, but I, I don't look at the, my favorite teams and look at where they could be better. That's just a recipe for unhappiness. And quite frankly, it's got nothing to do with me. And they don't care what you think. So just enjoy the games. But do do you do you? But to and I see that with all fans in both countries, it feels like a Canadian thing. But just to look at a stat that ain't great, why? Uh, John goes on to say, if the NBA in-season tournament is deemed a success, how long will it be that the NHL does the same thing? Hmm? Who knows? I, I think we've covered this in the not too distant past. The NHL and NBA loathe each other, so I don't think there could be a lot of copying going on there. Wayne in BC says, has anyone else seen The Continental on Amazon Prime? Uh, have not, but we did watch all the episodes of Get Gaudy last night and thoroughly enjoyed it, John. Get Gaudy. For those of us that were alive in the 80s, remember that phenomenon of John Gotti? Wasn't that something? Three episodes on Netflix, Get Gotti. It was fantastic. Uh, some lessons to be learned there, too. Allie and Tex Arcana says, have a great day, Rod Squad. Great show today. Good conversations and points made. Well, we learned something today. Our crew is really into college football. I didn't know that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us?